0: You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. If my voice sounds a little bit sexier or a little bit constipated, it's because I'm still jet-lagged and I'm still like, oh my lord, that flight from Australia has killed me. We're doing so, sometimes we do intros for two weeks. So we have, you know, this episode, we had done this intro for, la- from we did this intro last week. How I'm boring myself right now. <laughs> is that even possible
1: we have to yeah we're all jumping around the the world we're globe trotting yeah so we're having to stockpile some stuff yeah also sexy and constipated at the same time
0: yeah is that possible i mean if one man can do it let me let me see if i could do it
1: in the scene watch hey (laughs) it's basically clint eastwood isn't it
0: how are you (laughs) well i've had a long flight Taking my Xanax and it's clogged me up. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thanks for listening to the podcast today. Welcome. Hopefully, uh, you'll enjoy today's podcast. It's, I've got a, a youngster on today. Love this guy. He says his, his career is booming and uh, he's a friend of mine. We, we play hockey together and, uh, it was good to have him in the studio. He was a real he was really fun. He was he's so full of life. I remember what that was like to be so full of life, to have <laughs> just everything seem so possible.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Where did that go? Good Lord, son. Jesus. Where did it go? Where did it go? I'm serious, man. Uh before we get into that, big reminder, everyone. Tomorrow is the launch of Talkville. That's right. The Smallville Rewatch podcast that Tom Welling and I are doing. If you loved Smallville and you want to have a little revisiting where this all started, make sure you tune in Wednesday, July 13th to wherever you get your podcasts. And to get to see more cool stuff we're doing, head over to TalkvillePodcast.com. That's T A L K V I L L E podcast. TalkvillePodcast.com. Don't miss this, folks. Mark it down. This is going to be an adventure. Ryan will be there. I will be there. Talkville podcast. Oh All right. Back to the inside of you podcast now. I just wanted to promote that. Uh I've got a great episode today. Um you know this this guy's career is really blossoming. That's all I could say. I'm excited that he's on the show. I, I think he was a really fun guest. I think you're gonna have fun with him. He's charming. I love the stories about his family where his dad oh would just whoop his ass. <laughs> I don't forget stuff like that. And uh, the the hockey stories where he you know he sounds like he had a promising like he could have made it as a as a hockey player mm-hmm. and uh, chose the dark side mm-hmm. acting. Uh, without further ado. Oh, before we get into that, like, let me give you the handles. If you like the podcast today, you want to follow us at talkville podcast. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> at inside of you podcast on Instagram and Twitter at inside of You pod. Uh, no, at inside of you podcast on F- face uh, Facebook and Instagram uh-huh. at inside of you pod on the Twitter. Uh-huh. See, I told you this, you know, it just, what can you do? Also, if you want to join Patreon, um, Patreon, if you don't know what it is, it's a place where people give back to the podcast, so it keeps us running, keeps us afloat. So if you love the podcast and you want to support it in any way, go to patreon.com slash inside of you, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash inside of you. You can become a patron. I'll message you back thanking you right after you do it. There's all different types of tiers. You can be the top tier, which gets boxes and signed stuff from me every four months and get your name shouted out on the podcast at the end. So it's it's a lot of fun. Patreon.com slash Inside of You. And without further ado, I think, oh, by the way, the Inside of You online store has tons of great merch if you want merch. We've got so much new stuff inside of you. Glasses, uh, mugs, tumblers, Smallville stuff. Check it out, the Inside of You online store. Without further ado, let's get inside of Gianni Paolo. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You. Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. Favorite horror movie, you asked me, huh? Mm hmm.
2: You know, I, I came got, in with a burning hot question. Burning
0: hot. I love how you—the first question is for me. <laughs> you like that? that yeah. It's it's fine. I I'm like actually it.
2: taking over. So
0: you could t- you could totally take over. <laughs> Believe me, I'd like you to take over. I wish Ryan would take over sometimes. <laughs> Ryan, take over, dude.
1: Yeah. What's your favorite horror movie, Michael?
0: Um, I'm gonna go with uh, an easy one. You to, could say Ma. To, to, I mean, Ma is a great Ma scary is, yeah, movie. I, I mean, mean, it is. It's not really a scary movie as much as it is a thriller. Yeah, it's a thriller. Yeah. But uh. The Shining.
2: I love I'm throwing out my credits immediately. What? I said I love I'm throwing out my credits the second I sit down.
0: Gianni <laughs> immediately goes, Ma, Ma's a good horror movie." I'm like, "All right, take it easy, take it easy, Octavius. The Shining.
2: Yeah. Jeez, man. But uh, here's here's the thing. I know this is going to be very controversial to say. I watched The Shining, and I was not impressed. Maybe because there's young, so much hype too behind young, it. Young, perhaps. It was just
0: slow. It's supposed to be. It's that slow burn. You're in this giant castle-like hotel, yeah. and yet you still feel claustrophobic. And it's it's, it's dated, but it's still – I think it's so nostalgic to me. That's yeah. why it's so good. But The Exorcist is a great one. Yeah. Did that hold up for you?
2: It did. It, a little more than The Shining. I love how I'd lost your entire audience within f- –
0: No way. Fr- no, you did I was like, I hate
2: The Shining. No, that- <laughs> no,
0: no. It's, it's a different – like, how old are you, 25? 25, yeah. You're 25 years old. This ca- thing, this movie came out. Uh, how, how old were you? 40 years ago. How, how old were you when it came out? Um, let's see. I was probably I was a little boy. But it came out in 1980. Yeah, so, so that- I was eight years old. You were negative 25.
2: Yeah, that's crazy.
0: It's a, did you have you seen The Shining, Ryan? You haven't seen The Shining? Wow. We gotta have a screening at, at yeah. my house. Well, what's your favorite horror
2: movie? I'm yeah. a screen fan just because I love like. I just love the you comedy lo- yeah. aspect in because that's just you know who I am too. So mm-hmm. I love I love Scream. Um yeah, I'd have to go with that.
0: Scream. Yeah. Scream's a great horror movie, but yeah. you can
2: tell it's generational. Yeah.
0: But I think it crosses generations because I think most I mean, that was a huge movie successfully yeah. through every demographic. Mm-hmm. I think from like fifteen to like sixty yeah, people are it. loving that freaking movie. Yeah. You know what's crazy? Is I'm looking at you and I'm like this punk i've known you we played hockey together yeah and then we met like
2: what five years ago
0: something like that and yeah. then you're working for theo vaughn on his podcast mm-hmm. and the next thing i know you have more followers than i have <laughs> i mean yeah. you just like took off you got this power book two ghost on stars mm-hmm. that just like it's it's like one of their most popular shows it just took off and yeah. got this huge ratings and like millions of followers like i don't even know where to begin with you so i was like you know he hasn't been working that long you haven't done yeah. that much stuff yeah i mean you've been doing a lot lately but i look at you and i'm like how do you you're 25 years old and when what was the first thing you that hit the first thing ma? I,
2: the first thing i ever booked was a hulu show called chance it was my first guest right star. right right and then i did a couple of guest stars guest stars um and then ma was like kind of the big um one that i that i booked but i actually booked ma and then i booked uh, my first co-star on power like a week later. So, and I was hanging out for a month before I even went. them. So I had two jobs in the can before I even went and shot any of them.
0: Wow. Yeah. So And, th- and this happened when?
2: So this was December of 2018. I, I book I booked, I booked my December, what?
0: the gardeners they come they came at this exact i thought it was moment. your dog
2: i thought it's your dog i was so, like
0: yeah. well that is my dog yeah but the gardeners are outside but go ahead
2: yeah so so december 2018 i booked ma and i booked power right back to back i went and filmed my first co-star um m- not my first co-star but my first day on power because originally i booked it as a co-star right um and then so you had
0: no idea that they're going to keep you around
2: no so basically what happened is i i booked it as a co-star and i had two scenes and um, it was just an asshole, like rich white C- CW character. Right. <laughs> so I, it was like a skeleton crew. I worked as a local hire, so I lost like two thousand dollars. I flew myself in, uh, because they shoot that in New York. I obviously live here, but wow. my family's from Rhode Island, so I was like, I'll make a trip out of it. Yeah. So I went Providence, to Providence, New- right? Yeah, Providence. Right. Yeah. So I went to New York, and we shot it. Um, and thank God the director, because you know, the sides were, I was trying to buy pills from Tariq, my roommate at the school show, but it was one scene and I'm like, yeah, let me, let me buy pills. And it was just an asshole wearing Sperry's this and that. What are Sperry's? It's like boat shoes. It's like what every rich asshole from <laughs> Nantucket wears. <That's>, you <laughs> know what I mean? Are those those? Uh, actually, in <laughs> fact, yeah. These are, these are fucking old He's Sperry's. But oh, yeah. no, like, like, those are the sneakers. These like, are, sneakers. are sneakers. They're not like boat they're shoes. They're not the boat, right, right. boat oh, shoes. Oh, I
0: know what you're talking about. No laces. Yeah. It's, right, right, It's terrible. Right, right.
1: So uh, I was going to say I'm wearing Perry's, but no, the S just kind of came off the bottom. Uh, yeah, no, those are cool. <laughs> those are sneakers. Yeah, those are all right. I yeah, like those.
2: Yeah. So the director was like, okay, the next two takes are yours. Cause I knew what I was there for. Like, I'm not trying to make it about myself, this and that. I go there, I do what I was supposed to do and whatever. So she's like, next two takes are yours. So I just improv like crazy. I totally changed the character. I made him funny. I didn't make him an asshole, you know, white character, this and that, which kind of is the way it was written. And I just changed it. And then, you know, a couple months later when the show came out, that's what made the cut and nothing that was originally written made it. So, wow. yeah, it was really. Well, how do you learn? Where did you learn to improvise? I've been, I did on stage at UCB and Groundlings for years. Um, I did. I was. I performed pretty much at every indie improv show in LA for three years. So when she said the next wow. two takes are yours, I was like, "Got it. I know what I need to do." But now, are you
0: improvising with someone who knows what they're doing as well?
2: I'm. Imp- uh, my friend Michael has been on the show since he was 11 years old, so he never had to do any of that. Um. So he he knows how to improvise, but like I I knew what I was bringing to the scene. It's not about you know a lot of people when they improvise on set they're like how do I give myself more lines, and I know that that's the the downfall. That's the pit of death because then they're like oh we don't, it's like how do you make this scene and this character better? How do you make the show better? Right. So that's the way I approached it.
0: Ah. So then I got a, sure way beyond your years, my friend. Yeah, and
2: I was twenty one at that point, twenty two um when i when i shot that so then whatever a, a couple months go by i saw it and then they call me and they said oh we wrote your whole storyline for season six so i was like oh dope so i come back and um, they're
0: paying you more they're flying you out they're now they're fly,
2: flying me out they're putting, putting you me up all right everything. all right good so they wrote me a whole storyline and i show up and the first person i see is 50 cent at breakfast and he comes up to me and he goes um uh, we like keep doing what you're doing. We loved you. You killed it. And I was like, holy shit! Like fifty percent. He, yeah, he's one of the executive producers yep. of the show. He was a, a main character on it for five seasons, four seasons. Um, so it was just I was like, oh my god, that's crazy. And then the showrunner came up to me at the table read, um, which I was so nervous for, and because my first table read, she came up to me and she's like, keep doing what you're doing, improv whatever you want. Add whatever in, um, I know you know what you're doing. And that kind of gave me permission to just go, because if the showrunner's coming up at you and say that. So it just became this whole thing. And, you, and do you improvise every episode you're in, every scene you're in? Not, No, 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 not every scene I'm in, because some of the more serious scenes are like exposition. Yeah, you don't eight. need you to don't do need that. that. And I'm that. not like that where I'm like, I need to do this. Maybe sometimes in a take, I'll like switch a couple words around to make it feel a little fresh, because right. our writers are very collaborative like that. Right. Um, but if it's comedy, like if which my character does have a lot of that, um, I will have four or five different jokes ready to go to switch, switch, switch each scene. And they
0: eat it up, eat it up, love it. They don't tell you to back off; they just say, keep
2: it coming. Never, because I'll always do it as scripted at least one time, and then they have it, and then I want to go. Do you have a lot of lines for the most part in in Ghost? Yeah, uh, yeah, a lot. I mean, season one it was um, you know a, 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 the biggest work workload I've ever had. Oh, right. Season two it got you know, a lot bigger, I was like, wow. And now season three, it's like working every day.
0: How do you, uh, what's your work ethic? I mean, how, how long does it take you to learn lines? Uh, in, the pretty quick.
2: I'll, uh, in the beginning? In the beginning, I, I I run it like, I used to run it like crazy. You know, when you first get on a show, you're like, I need to show up with every single line. I need to know this like, but, and now you're like season, three seasons in, you're like, okay, let me do it a couple times and I'll play with it when I get there. Right. So I'll just FaceTime a little brother at night and he'll run it with me two or three times.
0: So minute. you still run lines with someone? You're, you're, every, oh, yeah, oh You run night. lines every night with every your night. brother?
2: Yeah, my little brother. How old is he? He's 22. And where does he live, Providence? No, uh, me and both my brothers live uh, uh, all together here in LA. Yeah. You live with your brothers yeah well I, I sh- when I shoot New York I'm there. Um, so what I- kind of place do you
0: guys? do you have like this palatial uh, you know yeah,
2: it's nice I mean we're we're about to I'm about to buy my house so that's gonna be a thing where it's gonna be like a you know a pad. But right now it's just like it's a condo that we all are in right now and one of my best friends lives with us too. so it's us four. And, uh, we have literally yes. the most fun. Like when I get home from set, I just sit on FaceTime with them for like an hour, two hours at night. If I'm playing video games, sometimes we won't even talk for like 20 minutes, but I just like want to feel like I'm there. Like when I get home and I'm tired.
0: You know, what's funny is I always, um, I love FaceTiming. It's the and, best, you know? And, and sometimes, in fact, when I meet a girl online in a dating app, I'll say, let's FaceTime immediately. Oh, yeah, I don't like yeah. to FaceTime. Like, I want to get I want to see if I want to go out with you. Yeah. I don't know you. Yeah. I don't want to just take a chance of going out with someone I don't know. Yeah. And I like FaceTime. Why are you you FaceTime? I'm like... Yes, I FaceTime with my grandma, I FaceTime with my friends, I FaceTime with anybody, I, I love I FaceTiming. I find it weird
2: though, I find it weird if you FaceTime someone you've never met. I don't, I don't think so,
0: it's just like That's a first, interesting. it's like an action, yeah. hey, how are you, yeah. oh cool, what do you do, I'm, I make people feel comfortable, yeah. and I like, And then afterwards I'll be like, no, I'm not going to go out, or I'm like, hey, she seems really cool, yeah. I'm going to go out on a date with her. I mean, it's one of the greatest things Steve Jobs ever did, you know what Face I mean? FaceTime, I mean, whoever thought we would be able to FaceTime? It's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy, but you don't you you don't think it's that cool to do it like in the first meeting.
2: I don't know. I think it it's like a Zoom I think it's or an stranger, interview. Yeah, it's more it's like interviewy, and you don't really know them. So, like me, I could talk to anybody.
0: Me like, too. I, so that's I, why I don't think it's bad because I'll make you feel comfortable.
2: Exactly. But a lot of times, you can tell that they don't know what to say, and then you have to keep talking to like you know keep the conversation going, and then I'm searching for stuff, and then it's like, okay, well, this was fun. <laughs> it's just like weird. Like, yeah, yeah, I like meeting someone and getting their energy um and like because i feel like you don't get people's energy on facetime there's no energy yeah like, it's, I'm, hard. I'm a big, it's hard like, to get
0: their person or sometimes you do sometimes y- their personality yeah? doesn't shine through because it never will <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah you okay, know what, that's what i mean I, that's yeah.
0: you know sometimes i'm like i'm not gonna this is like i just can't do this yeah I can't, you know it's like yeah I, are you a big dating app guy I mean, I'm trying. I'm just trying to put myself out there. I figure the more conversations, yeah. the more FaceTimes, the more coffee dates. I don't go out on a dinner yeah. or anything unless no, I like never someone. never dinner first. Never. No, no, no. Are, you ripping, I, are you ripping Raya or what? Uh, uh, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm you, on some of the dating sites. You're I are fucking I, I, legend I, I, over I, I there.
2: To, But you know what? I, I saw I, that girl just leave out of the theater, dude. Yeah, you're you like- wish.
0: <laughs> I wish it was that easy. Uh, no, but I... Uh, I went out on a coffee date with someone, and uh, you know, I, I she didn't look at your pictures. She yeah. just, I just. Didn't. It's so
2: easy to edit yourself now. It's so easy. And I get anxiety. I'm I on look my... hot as
0: fuck on social
2: media now. <laughs> it's so easy to just edit yourself. I mean, are you in a dating app? You, I mean, I'm on Raya, but I just feel like it's. Do better. you have
0: shots of you that look like you? you see, you're yeah, one of those guys that every picture you take looks like you because you're a good-looking guy.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't not.
0: Like I'm that. the one that's got to like try to take good shots because <laughs> yeah. not every shot is a good shot. Nah, you're you're tripping. Nah, you're I'm tripping. telling you, I'm getting old, and it's just like fuck. Inside of You is brought to you by Shopify. You know I use Shopify. You guys go on the you know Inside of You online store and you see how easy it is to navigate for you. It's so amazing. Shopify, I can't think of anyone else that would do this
1: Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn
0: browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star.
1: Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way.
0: Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash inside, all lowercase. shopify.com slash inside now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. shopify.com slash inside. Inside of You is brought to you by Neurohacker, Qualia Synaletic Let me tell you something. If you haven't tried this, for up to $100 off, and use code INSIDE at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com slash inside for an extra 15% off your purchase. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know how many times I have to talk about this, but it's so important. If you're sitting there right now and you're stressed or you're anxious or you have a lot on your mind and you just bottle it up and you don't know what to do, it's going to come out, and it's not going to come out in great ways all the time. slash inside hey what well, you grew up in providence yeah and were you were your mom and dad together growing up yeah they're still together they're my still mom's, together uh, my,
2: actually so funny my mom's out here now she flew in last night and my dad flies in friday so we're all how old be is here. your mom my mom is 55 yeah 50
0: your so mom's clear. five years older than me how old your dad
2: uh my dad's 52 or 51 wow yeah
0: that's like my mom. My mom's 75, my dad's 70. Nice. So mom went after a younger guy. Nice. Now, did so did you have a pretty good upbringing?
2: Yeah, I mean, so we weirdly, like, I grew up, when I was real young, my dad had, like, $100 million. He was huge on wait, Wall wait, Street. Wait, 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 wait.
0: Yeah. When you were young, your dad had $100 million. When I was, like,
2: three, my dad was worth, like, a hundred million dollars is this
0: before the big crash
2: yeah yeah so he he he, i think he's still like one of the top five um biggest uh, largest ipo openings on wall street ever um he he was like in the dot-com boom like it was a company called log on america by the time i was six he was worth absolutely nothing nothing when you say nothing not a dime how do you lose everything I, I'm not 100% sure, like, because it's still I, – I, I've never really had, you know, that in-depth conversation about it. From what my understanding is, the company stock was going down. He was – 28 30 or something like that so he's that young. the company stock was going down and i think he was using his own money to buy more stock in the company to keep it up which is legal but it's not smart because you're buying your own business that's right right so yeah so i never we had like a uh you know we had things like we lived in this big house but by the time i was six the lights were getting shut off there was no like the cars were getting repossessed like i we were dead broke we couldn't even eat dinner So how old are you? I was so six to 12. We were pretty destitute. Really? Yeah. And then when I was 14 to 18 in high school, he had money again. He's like an entrepreneur. So he'll have a business and it'll be going well. Well, He he became a millionaire again. Not a millionaire, but But we were comfortable. comfortable where, where I was like, you know, we had Vehicles, like, right. like he was able to get me a car, like stuff like that. So I'm super grateful. By the way, I, uh, from the way I grew up, because I experienced absolute poverty, and I experienced, you know, uh, you know, going. So you're humble. Nice you were humbled uh, as were your parents. I'm so 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 grateful that that's what happened. Because if my dad had a hundred million dollars when I was in high school, I, I wouldn't be. You'd here be right a now. wreck. I'd be a fucking nightmare.
0: Were you a nightmare in high school? Were you kind of like a partier or party animal? Mm-mm. So I you played hockey.
2: Yes. Yeah. So, so basically what happened was when I was 12 was my 12 and 13 were my rebellious years. I got cut from this hockey team because, so I was, I went to Long Island to play. I would drive up every and I play for this team called the Long Island Gulls. We were like third ranked in the entire world. Are you serious? Yeah. And you were that good. Dude, my, so my summer team when I was 12 was Connor McDavid, Daniel Sprong, um, you know, what? Jack you Eichel. You played with these guys? Yeah. Oh, insane like samuel blair like i were go, you one of the good players yeah too? i was top four top four defenseman on this team um i have literally i think i played with almost one person on every nhl team right now um what yeah so that was that was anybody like, in the rangers uh for Frank Vitrano just
0: got traded to the rangers yep, sorry I, if we're boring you with hockey yeah, but yeah this yeah. is pretty intense he's he obviously he's playing with elite players so yeah. we're gonna have to get to the question of why didn't you prove you know you get there yeah but so so
2: so uh jimmy veezy he obviously he was my ticket plug before brendan lemieux there. was yep. my ticket plug he before on he's one of my closest friends in the world so he just got traded to la so um yeah there was a, a lot of guys that on the, on the rangers yeah but, and so what was it like in high school so you were like well, so when i was 12 i started selling weed and be, i got cut from this team and i was like um fuck. why'd you get cut because I didn't live there, but then they did I didn't live on Long Island. So I didn't go to practices. Um, I was, I lived in Rhode Island. So for some reason, the, the coat, there was a new coach that came in and he just cut me and he's like, I don't even care. I don't care who this kid is. I want to make my own team. So he just cut me like a week before the season started. How up. old are you? uh 12 or
0: 13 oh my god so then that's
2: when i went through my rebellious years i started hanging out with the wrong kids you know selling drugs doing this so doing this
0: that. was all sort of preparation for the role that you're playing yeah, now yeah exactly on, uh, that's why Power i feel Park. like
2: i play it so well because i've experienced lived all it. of this um so that and then i did all uh, my parents caught me i got caught smoking weed i got caught doing all this stuff and I remember seeing the disappointment of my my dad. My dad took me out to lunch. And I remember him being like, like he didn't want to bring it up. He was like, what are we going to do about this? And I remember thinking, all, because two years prior, I'm playing with Connor McDavid. We're going to all these tournaments. I'm, you know, one of the best ranked teams yeah. in the country. And then two years later, You're this dealing is where drugs. We are. So I'm like, fuck.
0: Like, what? did you say? What are you doing? You lost millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You lost 80 mil. What the fuck? Right, well, you, was uh, just, I'm trying to sell weed to keep this family afloat. I'm trying to make 80 bucks. <laughs> you lost 80 mil. What the fuck is this? <laughs> Jesus. But okay, so you have this conversation, which it would never be with my dad. My dad would have been just, you're going <laughs> to a halfway house. You get you're out, really? the, you're out
2: of the fucking house. Yeah, but usually my dad a, would beat my ass because he's punched me in the face hundreds of times and I've deserved it. But at- Your dad f- has punched you in the face. Oh, yeah. But like not in like a in a like in like a you fucking know you deserve that and I'm like yeah not, like kind of
0: like a smack not like a
2: punch in the face like I, I beat the shit out of my little brother one time I don't remember what happened and I'm just way bigger than him and I shouldn't have done it whatever and then my dad just came downstairs drilled me once in the face my nose is bleeding all this stuff and I remember him walking upstairs and I was like yeah I fucking deserve that like really yeah so. I mean, I had great parents growing up, but I just you know, you you just you just fall into the wrong crowd sometimes. Like it's your surroundings.
0: Was your dad a tough Italian guy that would get in fights at bars or getting
2: Not really because he was a known businessman in Rhode Island, so he wouldn't really do that, but you know, he's got a lot of friends and people in Providence and Rhode Island, et cetera, et cetera um so you know how <laughs> yeah, it goes yeah, so yeah.
0: <laughs> so what conversations did he He was just like hey
2: did you step up after that did you change the way i 180 because i saw how disappointed he was so hold like, on a
0: second see how loud this is now
2: yeah but honestly it's so weird because that noise brings me happiness because it reminds me of being home oh really i love the leaf blower you noise. love the leaf blower yeah, cool. well go keep it in
0: then huh <laughs> let's keep it in but so you did a 180 <laughs> yeah you listen to your dad, unlike a lot of other fourteen-year-olds or whatever the fuck. If you. he
2: was, if he was like, "You don't fucking this and that," I wouldn't have. But the way he did it, I was like,
0: "Damn!" Like, you know he, you did he do it where you disrespected me, or no, you not hurt my feelings? Him. None of that. It was just it, more I'm like, hurt. "I'm disappointed." Yeah, I'm like
2: I just like I can't believe where we were two years ago, and now this is what you're doing, like this and that. And I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck."
0: Did you cry?
2: I didn't cry, but I was like, "Did he cry?" Uh, no.
0: No. Did your mom cry? It wasn't that
2: serious. Who cried? No one cried. <laughs> we were, I, 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 my mom My mom was pretty upset, but like, I don't think she ever cried.
0: Uh, all right. So you do a 180. You turn your life around. Yeah. Because you had this conversation with your mom.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: My dad. Your dad. Your dad. Mm-hmm. So what happens? What? You just become a, a good poster child for uh, don't do drugs?
2: So I went to a new school, and then I joined uh, a new hockey team. So I was 14 playing on a junior uh, hockey team. And most of the guys on the team were 20, 21 um really yeah 19 to 21 19 20, 21 was like the, and you're 14 I, I was 14 i remember my first day everyone was talking about this guy brian suey brian suey he just got out of jail he's our fighter and i'm like what the fuck like <laughs> i'm 14 <laughs> so this guy just got out of jail but you do
0: did just deal drugs. yeah yeah true, true, true. you're
2: not like <laughs> true you're right so i get to the rink and we have a um a preseason game the first shift this kid goes out and fights three people he's insane i'm like this league is crazy and it was like such an eye-opening experience i'm like holy were you like i gotta get out of here no 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 i loved it because i was fucking crazy like that i mean i was a. by the time i was 15 i was fighting everyone in the league and i was fighting 20 year olds so um, wow you are
0: you're fearless
2: yeah in that sense like i i was and by the time i got there i was like i was the fighter
0: Inside of you is brought to you by NeuroHacker Quaya Synetic. I just sent some of this to my mother and she's starting to notice the differences mm-hmm. in herself. And she and because I noticed my mother was always had brain fog and and she couldn't think clearly and and you know and and I, I was like, well, this stuff works for me. And what's great is I didn't even they weren't even a sponsor when I started using this. Um, have you heard of syniletics yet? Well, listen, it's a class of ingredients discovered less than 10 years ago, and they're being called one of the biggest discoveries of our time for helping to promote healthy aging and helping to enhance your physical prime. Your life goals in your career and beyond require productivity. But let's be honest, the aging process is not our friend when it comes to endless energy and productivity. That's why I use Qualia Senolytic. As we age, everyone accumulates senescent cells in their body. Senescent cells may cause symptoms of aging, such as aches and discomfort, slow workout recoveries, hello, sluggish mental and physical energy, hello,
1: associated with that middle age feeling, hello. Also known as zombie cells, they are old and worn out and not serving a useful function for our health anymore, but they could be taking up space and nutrients from our healthy cells.
0: Much like pruning the yellowing and dead leaves off a plant, qualia senolytic, helps remove those worn-out senescent cells to allow for the rest of them to thrive in the body. And you just take it two days a month.
1: That's it. The formula is non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and the ingredients are meant to complement one another, factoring in the combined effect of all ingredients together.
0: And they must believe in their product because they have a 100-day money-back guarantee. It's pretty amazing. I felt higher energies. uh, I feel uh, more focused. um, Younger. I have to say, because a lot of these things make me feel younger. I feel more uh, productivity happening in my life, a little more enthusiastic. Help resist aging at the cellular level. Try Qualia Senoletic. Go to neurohacker.com slash inside for up to $100 off and use code inside at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com slash inside for an extra 15% off your purchase. Thanks to Neurohacker for sponsoring today's episode. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The products and statements are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Inside of you is brought to you by Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. And look, hair thinning impacts a lot of us, myself included. In fact, over half of us will experience hair thinning at some point in our lives. It's not only common, it's normal. Join over 1 million
1: people who are doing something about it with Nutrifol. Nutrifol helps support hair growth from within by targeting possible key root causes of thinning. Stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and even metabolism. Does the
0: craziness of everyday life leave you stressed and shedding? Since having kids, have you started seeing a little more of your scalp? Has menopause impacted your hormones and your hairline? When it comes to thinning hair, there are many possible root causes at play, and Nutrafol helps address
1: them through a multi-targeted, whole-body approach. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy.
0: In Nutrafol's own clinical studies, 72% of men saw more scalp coverage after taking Nutrafol men's hair growth supplement for six months. And 86% of women saw improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months.
1: While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy.
0: In Nutrafol's own clinical studies, 72% of men saw more scalp coverage after taking Nutrafol men's hair growth supplement for six months. And 86% of women saw improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplements for six months. Take their hair wellness quiz at Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific possible root
1: causes. With Nutrafol, getting help building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online, no prescription or doctor's visits required, free shipping and automated deliveries ensure you'll never miss a day. You could see results in three to six months.
0: Take the first step to help you see visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter promo code INSIDE. Find out why 4,500 professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code INSIDE. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code INSIDE. Yeah. But by the way, there's something to be said about wearing all that equipment, having a helmet, having all these things, and you get in a fight. You're thinking, I'm padded mostly. Yeah. You know, people think it's so gruesome in this, and you yeah. punch in the face and stuff. But you are protected in a lot of ways, and they're gonna break it up.
2: I mean, not in that league. Uh, fighting, they let them fight. Yeah, fighting was it was it's junior, so fighting's five minute fighting. You take your helmets and gloves off, and these guys would just go at it. And I was, I came from youth hockey, so that was my next year. I was like, oh my god! But then once I was there for like a month, I was like, okay, this is like second nature, you know. I you
0: you were playing with the big boys, and mm-hmm. you're doing well. Are you scoring? I'm
2: doing well. Uh, I don't think I played every game that season. I think I got. I think I only got scratched from like four games because we were playing. There was this team that I never played against because it was all twenty-one-year-old fighters, right. and the coach was like, "I'm just not going to play him because it's just not worth it." Um, so, but I had a good year. Like that was my one of my best years of hockey, and then the following year was w- another one of my best years, and that's when I got drafted in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. So then that's when I was like, Quebec midget. Major Junior Major,
0: because there is a midget league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but the major was so, like just it's so like, people didn't think I was throwing out the word midget. Yeah, no, 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 no. There's no. a midget hockey league. Yeah, 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 Not yeah. for midgets. Midget
2: yeah, midgets like, yeah. Nah, I'm getting yeah.
0: myself in a hole here, but it's true. <laughs> it's still it's called, called midget. It's still been called midget. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All it's right. like it's 18 a, or something. Right, 18. But go ahead. Um, so you get drafted in this Quebec Major League.
2: Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. So that's where like Crosby came from. Like all these guys who who played, um, it's it's it's, it's like the OHL. It's that the WHL. How old are you? Uh I'm 15 at this point. Wow. Yeah. But, um, so then that's when I started, you know, taking it really serious, but the acting kind of came in, you know, I always was the funny guy in the locker room. I was the locker room guy. I just wanted to make everyone laugh. That's all I cared about. I obviously loved playing hockey, but I just remember being like, I loved before and after. So when I was 12, the first thing that ever got, you know, put in my head when I was on that team in Long Island, right before I kind of, you know, got, went off the The deep end. Long Island goals. Yeah. This, one of the coaches said to me, um, Cause I would make jokes and the kids wouldn't understand my jokes, but the coaches would like swivel their head and go, what did he just say? Cause <laughs> I had older brothers, you know? Right. And I remember he, he said to me, he's like, you should do some type of acting or entertainment. And I was like, my thought process was he didn't want me to compete with his son. So I remember shunning the acting and the entertainment for years because of that one thing he said, I was like, oh, they want me to do this. So I don't compete with their kids. And it was just like this strange Uh, narrative that I had in my head that I was like, I'm not going to do that because they don't want me to be occupied because I was good when I was, you know, when I was younger. So then cut to 16, I moved to um, Pennsylvania and I'm playing on a junior team there. um, And I went to high school in Pennsylvania while I was playing. And that was my, like, kind of first acting class I took was at that school. It was just a beginner course? Yeah, because I didn't know anyone, and I just hopped right in, and I was like, oh, this and is like they're like, who's on. this?
0: This new kid? He's yeah. I think he's an athlete. Yeah. He's like, you know, what is he doing here?
2: But weirdly enough, this school, this one school is called Holy Cross High School in Pennsylvania, in Scranton. There was, like, 20 Russian kids that went to the school that played hockey because the youth team, the U16 team, there was no law on how many – Um, imports you could have so the entire (laughs) yeah yeah it was they were literally the entire u16 team was russian and this whole every you know the high school halls were just filled with russian hockey players and they're all good oh insane i mean ivan Provorov who's playing for you know the flyers like all these guys who were who were top guys just went to this small school in pennsylvania it was such a weird experience um so then that year and then the following year was when you know i really kind of Got into acting.
0: How would you know you were good? Were people commenting on how how good you were? Were your parents? That was just
2: kind of, there was no like scene work or anything like that. It was just kind of like fun, like playful, you know, like the zip zap zap, like games like that. Where, and people were, you know, always thought it was funny. But then when I really got into it was when, you know, I was still playing junior hockey all these years. So once you graduate from high school, you play four, you know, you can play four years. You still have two more years eligibility before you go play NCAA hockey. Right. So I had two years of not being in high school, not doing anything, just playing hockey. That's when I went to, you know, Providence Performing Arts Center and, you know, um, Trinity Rap and, and Providence Improv Guild, like all stuff like that. And that's when people were like, you're like, good. Did you love it immediately? Immediately. Because that, that first year out when I was playing, when I, you know, wasn't in high school was the worst year of hockey of my life. And acting and, and comedy and improv became my, like, escape from how terrible everything was going. Because two years before that, I was drafted in the Quebec League. I had all these, you know, colleges looking at me. I did a official at Brown, Princeton, Yale, Harvard, all these places. Were you
0: training too
2: hard and, like, doing – in uh, Like, acting-wise or hockey-wise? Hockey. I was training insanely. I would wake up at 5 a.m. I would go to the rink. There was this guy who would um open the – uh, the rink for me and then go home and sleep 5 a.m 5 a.m i go to the rink and I you do just sprints. skate i do sprints i did this like sprint workout and then i go um that was before when i was in high school my senior year jesus and then i would go to uh school Go to practice afterwards, lift, and then I would stay after the rink after and shoot like a thousand. So you wanted
0: upstairs. to be in NHL, you wanted to get yeah. drafted, you wanted to do this.
2: But in the back of my head, I I didn't. I remember being uh, like, I it's That be an actor. one
0: thing, that yeah. one thing that I think if you really want something, you got to go one hundred percent. And that's the and way that I was w-
2: with acting. Once once I totally knew I didn't want to go hockey, so. I had that little oh, thing Jesus. in the back of my head, like I want to be an actor. Do you ever regret it? Do you, no. ever, do you ever think for a second, like, God, I would have loved to play in the NHL? Not a second. Not really? a second. I am so happy with the decision that I made. Sometimes I have like I, I have a recurring dream every like month or so. That, Let me guess the dream. Okay.
0: That you're in a movie playing a hockey player. No,
2: no, no, no. But I still <laughs> want to do that. Yeah, yeah I yeah. do want to do yeah. that. But it's um, that I'm trying to... To be an actor, but also juggle um, playing junior hockey. And I'm like, how am I going to make auditions? I have practice later. I have this dream once a month. It's insane. Still,
0: still, wow. I can't get and out of it. How often do you play hockey? Still,
2: um, uh, when I'm in LA, I'll, I'll play um, you know Thursdays with Nat Nat Faxon on on the Culver. Tent. All right, you
0: got to let me know the next time. you Please play. do, I please wanna, do. I play with you guys.
2: Um, and then when I'm in New York, I play roller um, on Monday nights. So I'll yeah, play a little I don't roller. Do a roller. Hurt um, myself. But yeah, I play once a week. Wow. yeah
0: all right so all this you're playing hockey acting's in the back of your mind you're like I, I, that this is what I'm gravitating towards I, yeah. this is this is what it is when was it that you felt like that that's it I, I got it I've got it like what was the one thing
2: I hurt my shoulder my second year out of um, of playing junior hockey and I officially was like I'm I'm done I'm done I'm done but I told my dad I was going to LA to rehab my shoulder. I was like, oh, I'm going to rehab my shoulder in L.A. And he lying. knew I was in Yeah, but he had no idea like what I really was going to do. I legitimately had like colleges that were wanting me to go there and schools like Princeton and stuff like that. So my dad, that never even crossed my mind that I would.
0: You could have go. gone to these schools too. Yeah, if you I could've. played one more year of junior hockey. You I'm were good rehab. enough, you would have excelled.
2: Yeah, 100%. Right. Um, so I, go, I moved to L.A. with my older brother, and I found an agent within like the first week I was here, and I was like, I'm not going back. How would you meet an agent? I set up an how does L- one
0: meet an agent i
2: set up an la casting profile and this guy reached out to me and i immediately started auditioning i mean i wasn't what actor. was his name his name was adam park and you just went to his office i went to his office i d- i remember i did a self-tape in like this uh is like the seedy outdoor area he like didn't <laughs> have a- he was like a smaller agent right and um yeah and then he was like yeah you need acting classes and work but i definitely think you were um, you know, you could do well, and I was like, okay, great. so
0: you went in acting classes?
2: Yeah, I I went hard in acting classes. I went. I was taking seven classes a week. I was doing five scene study classes, two improv classes. I was performing indie uh, improv shows. I went insane. I was doing writing. I had no idea holder.
0: you worked this hard. I thought oh. you were just like a you know what do no. they call them? What do they call them? Like a influencer? A, no, a ticket <laughs> influencer. A ticket. A uh, you know a, you know a, 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 what, what do you call it? You just get the golden ticket. ticket. He just He just he just was no. he,
2: I grinded every second, every day. I wake up at 5 a.m., I go to the gym. Then I go open the restaurant that I worked at. Then I would go to acting class at night. Then if I had, you know, an audition, I would read sides at night. Like, I was crazy. Everyone who knew me in acting class would, you know, would say, this kid is insane. I had teachers tell me that I was working too hard. I was burning myself out. And I just remember being like, nope, I'm just going to get as good as I possibly can.
0: So you would do these scenes and know the scenes inside out and give it a hundred percent. And like, you know, yeah. just like, you could see that other people were giving maybe 20%, 50%, yeah. 70%
2: yeah. where you were the hardest working one in there. By far. And you, you and stand I, that, by that. That's the, that's, and so that's kind of what made me show up to auditions and being like, I deserve this more than everybody else. Cause I put in 20,000 times of work any, every That's your mentality. In Even today, going Even into today. auditions, like, I deserve this. Everything. I'm going to get
0: this role. You're not
2: everything. Yep, it's a competition yeah it's- you don't get nervous when you go in an audition um i used to a little bit but now i love it i love auditioning because you are you
0: always prepared yes always always o- always always book. know your lines always off, off book, book no matter
2: what i one time i wasn't off book because i i was too obsessed with being off book and then um one of my friends was like go into this audition and don't remember anything and just just show how much it doesn't matter so I was like, okay, cool. Like I, just, you got it? No, I didn't get it. it. Was for it was the one show that I shouldn't have done it for. It was for done that for. It was for um, General Hospital, <laughs> which
0: is like you they, have to know they the lines do like there. Seventy pages a You're day. Like, this guy can't be off book for this one <laughs> yeah. audition.
2: But it, but it did teach me something. Like it really didn't matter. The guy didn't care. I was just they, it just wasn't a good uh, audition. When you yeah, but uh, yeah, that's the one audition you should be off book for. Well, when you are off book or when let, let's say when
0: you're reading off script yeah. when you're reading in an audition are you v- not reading off the your sides very often uh, not once
2: i don't look at it cuz if, if i if i look at it i'm out of the scene that's what that's what i think the casting director thinks so i never look at it one time i don't think i've ever looked at my sides once i
0: audition. feel like if i had a uh teleprompter or an
2: earplug yeah like SNL an ear, where they then, have the
0: things up then i could then i would excel yeah i think i'm just too tired to audition anymore
2: yeah <laughs> You, I mean, you get to that point where you're like, oh, like like I'm it, not, you know? I'm not,
0: I'm not, look, I'm not going to learn 10 pages of dialogue. Yeah. So they consider me. for." When's something. the last
2: audition you went on? Do you still audition? Uh, I actually
0: did. I auditioned for this movie with Jessica Chastain. Nice. love. Her. I was in the running for this. And, um, so I auditioned for that and that was like a month ago or so. Nice. Nice. Um, but I don't I don't really Yeah. I mean, but look, I appreciate the work. I mean, you're twenty five, you're hungry, you're going out there, you're gonna get it. What do you where do you see yourself? Do you do you wanna be the guy who's at the Academy Awards? Do you wanna be considered a serious actor?
2: What do you what do you what is it you want?
0: I like I Or are you just I, having fun and go, Hey, I'm I just have fun
2: him. and I love being an entertainer and you know it's my passion this is the funnest job in the world that i could possibly think of like i have fun every day i get on set i try and make everyone laugh the crew like it's the best job in the world yeah it's also the hardest because everyone wants to do it um but when you book a job like it's it, everything's so so fun yeah i see myself a little bit more like you know mark Wahlberg walberg i, like, I could see that can't you i like, can totally see that like i want to do serious stuff but like I don't need to be the guy that's like, oh, you know, I work, you know, at the Academy Awards. That's not me. I'm not like a Hollywood type guy. Like, I just live. You're a guy. You play hockey. Yeah. I like having fun. You hang out with your friends. You hang out with your brother. Eventually, I I, I see myself at that level um, of Mark Wahlberg, you know, of being that, but not at a place where like I'm walking Phoenix or Christian Bale and I'm losing 900 pounds for a (laughs) roll. It's just like, that's just not fun for me. Do you? (laughs) I follow the fun, and that's not fun for me. Do you still get starstruck at all? um i'm trying to think the last time it's weird because i i sadly like haven't
0: I, I just... octavia spencer you had to get a little maybe a little bit in the beginning right when you did ma
2: yeah when i first went in for that chemistry read i was so nervous and there was like eight people and i remember walking in the first thing she said to me was oh damn we got a young tom cruise and i remember being like oh i'm good I'm, i'm really yeah i remember you knew she liked you everything went away um which i still like she literally texted me yesterday screenshot marlon brando she goes this is literally you 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 do have a resemblance to uh brando yeah and she i was like let's do this movie and she's like say less let's get it going so um i would love to do a marlon brando biopic that'd be so cool i could see it i could look at him
0: you know yeah i bet that would make your parents happy too yeah do they love what you're doing? Do they love it's it? It's so
2: funny because at first my dad uh, hated it. He was like, no, this and that. My mom was like more the type of go chase your dreams. And then he was on a red carpet with 50 cent. He's like, all right, this is pretty cool. <laughs> it's like he was he was up. He was for it immediately. Wow. Yeah. He knew 50 cent. No, uh, he knew. Yeah, he knows who 50 cent. I mean, I grew up like since I was really young, I actually posted a picture on Instagram like a couple weeks ago. It was me, six years old at a hockey tournament in Las Vegas, and I have a G-Unit t-shirt on six years old i listened to eminem when i was like five six seven eight i think that's why i was so crazy because all this music and you know i was listening to uh um uh nwa and and uh you know method man like all these people fight. when i was that Public young. enemy everything fight the power yep
0: remember
2: that song yeah all right
0: <laughs> do, you, do you ever text with 50 cent
2: um we sometimes i mean he's a little bit more He's kind of in a tiff with stars about what's going on with his shows. Really? Yes, because he, um, I don't really know the logistics of it. So he doesn't come to set like he used to. He used to come all the time. But right now, you know, he's got his other stuff going on. So we used to talk more. Um, But I mean, he's so supportive. He's always so nice every time he comes to set um he's like make videos do whatever like we have so much fun but yeah i wish i wish the relationship was like it used to be when i was power season six because he was happy as a clam he had four spinoffs with them this and that um yeah what is this it's power book the first it was power Yeah, so i was on power originally and then power book two and then power book two is just a um continuation of power and then then there's power book three power book three raising canaan is a prequel of 50 cents character because he died it's a prequel of him growing up and then power book for force yes that's um that's
0: uh, that's uh my buddy tommy flanagan yeah i love
2: tommy Tommy flanagan. was just in the podcast was he yeah
0: he was great he, i don't fucking do this these rosie but i'm gonna do it uh, for you i love him he's so great. much he's so fantastic I love you worked so-
2: with him no but i'm just a huge sons of anarchy fan yeah he's great um so yeah that's that's force so that's uh a character that was originally in power he escaped the feds and went to chicago and that's his story there.
0: Wow, yeah. so how many episodes of this have you done since um, Power and then Power Book?
2: I did uh, probably thirty-five at this point. Or thirty-five, yeah. And how how many more? I mean, they wanted to go for a long time. Like, I, how
0: I, long I, did you sign on for?
2: Seven years, I think. But so I mean, they, they, they can
0: sketch ki- you. They sign. They can kill you
2: off at any time. Yeah, but
0: they sign you on. Yeah, forever. Yeah. I mean, that's a long time. But nowadays, you're only doing, what, eight to 10 episodes a season? Yeah,
2: it's 10 episodes.
0: And you work, like, what, four months, six months?
2: Six months, yeah. Six, because it's our our drama in New York. It's not easy. Is it hard work? It's hard work. Are you exhausted by the end of the days? Yes. I'm exhausted middle day. I'm like, oh, fuck. How am I going to get Because I'm also, like, high comedy and this and that. And then some scenes, I'll have this. There's a lot of um, physical stuff you need to do, running, fighting, gun, like, whatever, crazy shit. So that's a lot of work but a lot like since we're dealing drugs we'll shoot in you know bad areas and in brooklyn and queens night shoots all the time it's freezing cold it's hard it's
0: always fucking cold in new york it's hard work. sorry for the f-bomb it is my dad lives there and i'm like dad it's either too freaking hot or freezing for seven months a year anybody who loves new york i like to visit now every (laughs) once in a while but i can't live there and i used to live there and i'm from new york so don't bad mouth me i'm a big fan of the mets Knicks, rangers Giants, but I'm telling you, New York's always effing cold. Yeah. Always. And
2: it used to be, our schedule used to be October to April, but since COVID it's now pushed to January to July. So you still get some warm months. Right. But yeah, it's, it is hard work sometimes. I'm like, Oh my God. Like, and then I talked to people who, you know, I have a friend who's on the Connors and she's like, yeah, we shoot on the stage and like CBS, <laughs> like it's warm out. It's hard. I'm like, it's, like it's you, hard. you're a sitcom. You go in and you do one, you know what I mean? You do a day of rehearsal and then you shoot the live show. Like we're shooting from six o'clock at night to six in the morning night shoots in snowing weather oh god it's and rough. what
0: do you and, and at the same time don't you train every day
2: yeah i go to the gym every single day for hours and you box yeah i box i do jujitsu i do muay thai i love is it boxing, is boxing does that keep you in shape more than any other sport you think um it doesn't keep, I, I think it would help your cardio but for me when i boxed a lot it made me look um too small and now this season, you know, my character is getting even more and more darker. So I wanna look big. I wanna like be able to be menacing and be strong and be tough. So I had to actually stop doing a lot of my, you know, uh, boxing, boxing and Muay Thai, Jiu Jitsu because I was doing too much cardio and I had, to, I had to lift weights more, so. So
0: that's what you're doing now? Yeah. So you're lifting weights. Yeah. Every day? Every day, two hours. Legs.
2: Chest. i don't do legs because my legs can't fit because i played 20 years of hockey so your legs were just already in shape yeah my legs i already have to get custom pants at, at wardrobe <laughs> like wardrobe has to make pants for me because i can't fit my legs in normal pants because of hockey
0: are you serious yeah
2: it's crazy you're lucky
0: i have the skinniest fucking legs ever and i played hockey most of my life in other sports i just had skinny legs what about you ryan my my I got skinny legs. No, but you're. He's like, like I the got bigger. sperry jeans on. I got <laughs> sperry, I got sperry <laughs> jeans. And... Uh, but, people got some questions for you. This is called
2: shit talking with Gianni Paolo. It's Paolo, right? Paolo, but Paolo, the thing. But it the looks thing. Paolo. Here's the thing. It's Paolo. It's been Paolo for two. You know, my grandfather, my dad. Um. So I've always said Paolo. My older brother says Paolo now for some reason. But he also goes to the Subway and it's like mozzarella. So I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna take what you say <laughs> serious ever. You know what I mean? He'll call me, but he's like Paolo. I'm like, it's Paolo. Paolo.
0: Yeah. Paolo. Gianni. Mm-hmm. Paolo. Did yeah. you have a big upbringing, like an Italian upbringing? Yeah. Like, very big
2: Italian family. Huge. Big Italian. Talk about that for a second. What's it? What's that like? Was it fun? It, oh, it's the most fun. I mean, my whole family's insane. Like, if you met my dad, you would go, "This guy is fucking." How does he talk? Record. He's just very Rhode Is he- Island and animated, and he's very similar to me. Like we're similar people. Um, but yeah, he's my mom's crazy. My whole family's fucking nuts. Well, what he admits? Sorry, to- we're not supposed to swear it you. Said no, sorry you just, for no, no, me no, no, no.
0: But what he? No, you, I, I try not to f bomb just for because it's I hate I, I, always. I just yeah, I, I, do don't too. A, I don't give it. I don't give it s. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't really f and care about. I spread, don't yeah.
0: f and care. You can yeah. go s a d for yeah. all I f. <laughs> um, no, but like if you asked him like is he is he very like uh you know does he like talking about like the past you go, Dad, remember me oh, in the
2: face he will
0: he he'll, remembers things like that yeah he'll talk oh yeah he brings it up because he yeah you were
2: pain in the ass there's one story my older brother was he my older brother had this mustang when he was 17 he would you know whip around the streets with this and that one time my dad saw him on the road going like so we had a, you know what a billet kid is no. So when I was fourteen, we had a kid from um, I had a kid from Russia, I had a kid from Connecticut, and a kid from Massachusetts come and stay at my house in Rhode Island and live with our family uh, yeah, yeah. to play in the junior hockey yeah. team. They, I was on the junior B team, so I was fourteen, and he was on the junior A team, which was like Jimmy Vizy, like all these kids who are NHL players now, Charlie Coyle. Wow. So these kids played on. Uh, two were on my team, and one were one was on the junior A team. So it's the kid's first day staying with us. My he gets in the car with my older brother. And my older brother's whipping through the streets, whatever. Um, it's nighttime. So uh my brother didn't really see my dad. So my dad starts following him through the streets. And he's flashing his lights, flashing his lights to my older brother. My older brother's like, who the hell is this? So he stops at, stop, at the stop sign. He puts the car in parking. He gets out. And he turns around. And he's like, what the fuck? And it's my dad. And he just punches him square in the face. Don't ever drive like that uh, on these streets. This and that. Punch him square in the face. He's bleeding. He gets back in the car. And I'm really close with the kid who used to live with us. So I remember him The kid's like. <laughs> he's like horrified. He's like, I have to live with this family for the next eight months. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was like silence in the car. And my older brother is, like, just bleeding all over the place. I love how
0: you, like, Italians, I have a friend, Tommy Caprio, and he always talks about, oh, yeah, we used to get beatings all the time. Yeah. You know, my dad would beat me. He'd beat my little brother, Joey. It's like, we deserved it. We got beat. 100%. And people are like, you know, nowadays, you don't touch your kids. You don't hit your kids. I disagree with that. Because, yeah. You do?
2: Yeah, I disagree with that. I I mean, I just...
0: But do you think that, you, you, that a father should punch his son
2: square in the face? <laughs> I don't. I, w- I would say every situation is different. Right. But right. for us, hundred percent, we were little assholes. And you could take a punch easily. Was he a big guy? Yeah, my dad's. I mean, my, my dad's pretty ripped. Like he's a pretty big, dude. And he'd go full punch. Full punch.
0: Did anyone ever stand up and punch him back? No.
2: Oh no! 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 Even that,
0: to this day, you wouldn't do it. That would be it. Nope. Never. He'd kill you. Yeah, he'd kill us.
2: Never. But you think that now he has a carry, so he's always got a gun on him. I'm like, I'm good. He carries a gun? (laughs) Yeah. Because he does security now. He does like security. um, uh, He has this company called Skypath Security where they go and they do threat assessments in like schools and stuff like that. Right. So he always has a gun on him. I'm like, I'm good.
0: You think that, like, in a childhood like this, I mean, you you're, you seem pretty freaking normal with all the stuff you did. But, but like, I
2: think that's why I am normal. It's like the kids who had, like, Hollywood childhoods, like, they're fucking insane. Yeah,
0: they're, like, they grow their hair out so they yeah. look like Brad Pitt or <laughs> something. And they, and they just give them a skateboard and they all act like assholes. and <laughs> yeah. they I don't go even to private care, schools, like, I don't even care. Listening to you. And they're yeah. smoking
2: pot at, like, yeah. nine. Think about the economic state of the world. Like, just stuff yeah. like that. Oh, like, that's, that wasn't garbage. me. Garbage, garbage. Yeah
0: so so you really like appreciate your parents oh yeah and yeah. your mom she was loving i love you son your dad too i love you give me a hug give me a kid that he used to give you a kiss
2: yeah my my dad wasn't really <laughs> affectionate but my mom was very affectionate and for some reason i was never affectionate until i got an acting class and like had to like submit to being like vulnerable and right. open so my mom used to call me her prickly pear when i was in um i remember i was young i was like 11, 10, 11, because she would like give me affection. I hated it. I hate it. I don't know what it was. Really? And then now I'm like a little more open to it, but I'm still like What about with women? Like when you date a girl, are you are you affectionate? I don't really I don't know. I, like PDA is like the worst thing in the world to me. Like I don't You not, will not get public I display. Will never ever ever like hug or kiss. You won't my hu- girl hold but, a hand? Uh-uh. It's it's like it's, And they hate it because you won't. Yeah, I just do not like I it. I want I want everybody to know I'm your girl.
0: Yeah. Come on.
2: Yeah. I, and I struggle and I'm not a relationship guy at all. I struggle. Well, you're
0: 25. You don't really yeah. need to think about that right yeah, now. In yeah. fact, I would I don't think you need to worry about it for 10 years. Yeah. Agreed. You just don't Agreed. Like focus on your life, focus mm-hmm. on your career. Do you get any anxiety ever? Do you ever get anxiety or any depression or you've never really experienced, you seem like such a happy guy that no, mean, nothing really affects you.
2: Obviously I do. Like I go through it, but I'm just so motivated and I have so much fun. And I'm grateful for my life. So I, and every you know all the work i put in everything i just know it's gonna work out so i don't really stress like that like sometimes stuff creeps in where you're like okay like when the show's over like this and like stuff like that sure but i've that's gone away now because i'm like i I know what my path is and i'm not worried you know and
0: you're starting a business now yeah i I,
2: I read this with your with your buddy from uh power yeah my co-star michael rainey jr we just started a production company with uh keenan thompson with keenan thompson (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: how did you how did that happen?
2: I have a buddy who's from Rhode Island who's his business partner as well. And um, we just linked up one time and we just honestly, like Keenan really messed with my vibe and you know, we had a conversation. He's like, Yeah, like this is like this kid I want to be in business with. So we, I love him. I think he's man. one of the funniest, coolest guys. I go to like every SNL now and I kick it with him all the time. Like he's the coolest. Are you serious? Could yeah. you get him on the podcast? Yeah, I'll, I'll talk to Keenan. Yeah. Would he do it? Yeah, he'd do it. Cause he has a podcast too, and with the same network that we're we're doing ours with, and he, um, yeah, he would love to do it. Dude,
0: I would love Keenan. I think Keenan's brilliant. Yeah, fantastic. He's a legend. He's
2: an SNL legend. Like, so he's number, done
0: a thousand skits or something like yeah,
2: that. Yeah, I think he's the longest running cast member by like six or seven years.
0: Did he ever say, "I'll get you on the show"? I'm gonna get you on the show.
2: <laughs> I mean, I want me and Michael to host one day, but. It's weird because the mainstream uh, networks don't pick up power stuff, even though we're, like, the third most streamed show in the world. Right. Um, it, it's, like, the stuff that we get picked up is, like, uh, you know, hip-hop stuff at XXL Magazine, like, which is dope. Like, that's everything I love growing up. And I'm, like, I wish these mainstream, like, networks would, you know, mess with us. You I know what, though?
0: You end up doing a different show. Yeah, and then you appeal to those people, and you get everyone. And then the other people, yeah, and you're appealing to everybody. Yeah. that's kind of the goal. Yeah, get on something a little more commercial, but in it with a different audience. Agreed. And I'm already.
2: It's, I agree. I, it's, I've, that's I've, I've how you it, do yeah. it.
0: All right, this is called shit talking with Gianni Paolo, as he calls himself, not his brother. That's the way to do it. uh These are my patrons, my lovable patrons who support the podcast, to give back, to keep the podcast afloat. I love you guys. Uh, Go to patreon.com slash inside of you. Uh, So, Little Lisa says, who's on your bucket list to meet?
2: Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor. Yeah.
0: I don't like those commercials he does.
2: The Irish whiskey ones? Yeah, he looks like (laughs) he's nervous. Yeah, he is nervous. He probably is. Yeah. It's funny because someone like that goes into a ring with someone and has no nerves at all, and then they get on camera and they're like Isn't that something so twisted? Someone could kill you. What would you say to him if you met him? I don't know. Like... I, I don't really have any starstruck people with like music or acting much anymore. Um, but I think him, like that, I just I've looked up, think my he's whole just life. a badass. He's just a badass. He's cool. He's made so much money doing what he loves too. And I don't know, he doesn't just, give a f- he's fearless, f- he doesn't give a shit. he'll still yeah. show up places and yeah, he's he still like fights people. And I don't know, I just in pubs, yeah, like he that. he doesn't let any type of Hollywood stuff phase him. I don't know, I just think he's cool,
0: fearless, yeah. Uh, Mary B. Would you rather have a leading role in a romantic comedy or a horror film?
2: I did a horror film, so I want to do a romantic comedy You've, at this stage of my life.
0: Do you want to be the leading guy? Yeah. The leading guy in a romantic comedy? Yeah.
2: I want to be that Matthew McConaughey. But you, what if you Kirby. have
0: to be affectionate and shit?
2: I, oh, I'm fine. I, I, you I could do, do it on it screen. All the time, all the time on screen. But just not in real life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: I can I get it out on screen. Were
2: your parents affectionate? Yeah. Uh, to each other? Yeah.
0: They would kiss in front
2: of you? Yeah. Every Your dad day dad would go, get work. over here. Yeah, every day before work, this and that. So, I mean, cra- this is crazy. But sometimes my dad, like, I would get home at, like, 3 a.m. You know, me and my friends are out because my place was, like, the hub in high school where everyone hung out. Right. And, you know, we'd have girls over this and that. My parents let us do whatever we wanted because they trusted me. Because in high school, I didn't smoke or drink one time from 14 to 18. Not right. once. Um, so, my parents trusted me, so everyone would just come over the girls would leave whatever and we'd all be in the kitchen heating up food from the night before my mom would always cook a lot and then my dad would come in the kitchen like three four a.m and go look at me just just bang your mom I'm like, what, the what? yeah he goes you think you're the only one getting some of this house he goes just bang your mom i'm like okay bro i didn't need to hear that i just banged <laughs> your
0: mom <laughs> yes.
2: oh that's the city would say to me i <laughs> but, mean but, but you you like, that's think. like the relationship but, that we like, have when you were how old i was probably six 16 17 16
0: this so this is 10 years ago so he was probably 40s yeah early 40s yeah
2: i just banged your mom <laughs> like do you say dad i don't want to hear this that's i'll be like dude I, and my friends are eating it up also my dad's like he's like me he's, he's like, milking it. he's putting, on a, little he's show, putting friends, on a little show my friend my, my friends what's though, my his name
0: was, your dad dave your mom's always like
2: dave literally yeah dave oh it's so and they've money. been together how long um they got 30 years. 1992 they got married, I think. 82,
0: it's that's 02 12 92, 30 20, years. Yeah,
2: 30 years. Dana asks are you a fan
0: of your own show Power and the Book of Ghost? If so, how crazy were the major deaths in the show?
2: They knocked me out. I I didn't watch a, a, any Power before I was on it, and then I finished um shooting the original Power and then I watched it all in like 4 days and I was like, I'm on the show. This is everything I've ever wanted to do it's insane it's like guns drugs you know murder this and that like I, it's everything i wanted to do the way i look i'm like i'm gonna be a vampire forever <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> so i'm like oh no this is great and yeah ghost i mean it's, it's 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 everything i've ever wanted to do
0: wow i love that it's so great to be on a show that you really love Love
2: every script comes in i'm like oh my there's god there's nothing worse
0: there's nothing worse than being on a show that you're like um, have you experienced that yeah I've, I've been on shows that i just feel like People don't care as much around yeah. you. There's not much enthusiasm. Um, you know, it just feels like
2: it's not as exciting. Yeah. But then I've been on things that are really exciting. Yeah. You know, I've been on a couple of things. The scripts come out and, and everyone's like, oh my God. Like I read it the second I get it. And everyone's like, who dies? Who dies? Who dies? Like that's the way it is. So everyone's always enthusiastic. I've never been on a show where, you know, I'll, pro- I'll probably get there, but like where I'm just like, oh, I don't really care. I love it. Like <laughs> right, I love right. being on on Power.
0: I love it. Raj, are there specific movies or TV shows that inspired you to pursue an acting career?
2: What I what I was watching when I did move out to LA, I uh was Sons of Anarchy. I was like I'm th- I thought it was Jack's I was Jax Teller. I almost got a motorcycle when I got here. Like I I don't lo- like motorcycles. Yeah, I
0: don't either. They're I so just- dangerous. I know I sound like a grandpa. But it's like it's not you I'm worried about. It's like the people around you when you're riding a motorcycle. Yeah. You know, I don't want to have to worry about the things that I can't control. Exactly. And it always freaks me out. Yeah. You always hear about these accidents. I know.
2: It's scary. People always are my getting dad, hit. My dad just got a motorcycle like a month ago.
0: Are you serious? <laughs> I swear to He's fifty five and he I just swear got to one. God, he got a Harley. 50.
2: Yeah. What do you say to him, Dad? Be careful. I'm just like, wh- like, why? Like, there's no. Why do you need a motorcycle? He's crazy.
1: He's, he's, like, he sounds a little he's crazy like
2: 25 stuck in a 55 year old guy's body
0: my god he must love what you're doing though now. oh yeah he, he just oh, loves we, it we, go,
2: we went to the ranger game they put me up on the um I saw that yeah they put me up the, on the thing and he was like trying to like get in I'm like <laughs> like he had his sky pass security hoodie on and he's like trying to get it in on the thing I'm Are like you yeah he's crazy Do you still you go to as many ranger games as you want oh uh, yeah they give they give us tickets why so. is that because so power is like a staple New York show like when I'm in so LA, so when you're in New York, people recognize you. insane. I can't even walk to the gym in the gym in the morning. It like I I work out you know kind of ten blocks from where I am. It's insane. I can't even walk down. Are the street you serious? A put a hood on because I'm like this is crazy. When I get in LA, no one gives a shit. I mean, it's still a huge fan base, but it's also LA, so no one cares anyways. But when I'm in New York, like I can't go anywhere.
0: You're signing autographs constantly, taking just, pictures
2: constantly. Li- it's literally it's just such a New York show, so everyone in New York watches it. Jesus, isn't everywhere that crazy? we go, we get comped. I've, I don't think I've ever paid for anything in New York City. It's crazy wow dude that's amazing yeah
0: leanne what's your favorite type of role to play and why or maybe you haven't even played that role yet
2: yeah I, what i'm doing right now i like being a, like a badass like i like it's just cool i, I mean I eventually get to a place where that'll change and i want to do something else because everyone always gets there as an actor where the grass is always greener all right um but right now it's what i'm doing now which
0: andy t when did you know that you wanted to pursue an acting career we talked about that yeah but you were playing you were playing hockey yeah and you you thought i gave you
2: this sm- the smaller you the know, smaller version, version but yeah when i was around like 10 or 11. jesus man what, what are, about you when how old were you when you were uh,
0: like i think i did my you know i started liking it in high school yeah i took a drama
2: class did you do it for girls because that's what a lot of people... no
0: i just i just didn't fit in anywhere else yeah. and then i remember i was in drama class and i was drama it was drama it was just drama class so freshman year you took drama sophomore year you took drama third year you took drama finally my teacher said listen I'm not going to allow you to take drama your senior year unless you audition for a play. Yeah.
2: Oh, I see. So and I said, "Oh, yeah.
0: I was too nervous." Yeah. So finally, I go okay, and I auditioned for Vince Fontaine in, the, in Greece. Did you get it? And I got it. Nice. And that's what that's what had, that's nice. what did it for me. But to this day, I still never I'm always been nervous, always and I think you know, part of that helps me. Yeah, and part of that hurts me. Yeah. But it's like you get that nervous energy, you get that like but yeah. when I'm in the zone, yeah, when I really know something, I really love something, I really feel like I that it, there's no feeling like that. Yeah.
2: See, I struggled my first year auditioning because everything I went in for was <laughs> confident, jock, good looking guy, this and that. And I always struggled because I wasn't confident in auditioning i was confident in life but when i would go in the audition so i never embodied the confidence because right. that's what i had to play so i'm like what the fuck they're always giving me confident 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 give me something i'm not confident and i'll kill this right now yeah. but then i got better at auditioning i was like okay cool like i can do this
0: now how how many followers do you have now i don't even know like six hundred thousand or something yes yeah, and what's like
2: what's what's your uh instagram it's at gianni v paolo
0: I'm telling you, I looked on there one day, and it was like you had thirty thousand followers, yeah. and it seems like the next day you had six hundred and something. Yeah, it
2: was after season two of Ghost when I just started, you know, really being. Into were you just in going crazy, like, oh my god, look at all these people following me? Yeah, I mean, we also had like this little back and forth where, with um, you know, that guy that went crazy viral. It's the fifties uh, other show called Black Mafia Family (BMF). It's on Stars, <laughs> and all those guys were um, shitting on our show. So we started shitting on their show on social media. So then The Shade Room picked it up. Like, What oh. do
0: you mean shitting on your show?
2: Like they would just be like, oh, uh, we have the number one rated show, which isn't true. We have the number one rated show on Stars. Um, but so they started like tagging us and all this stuff. And then everything just went crazy viral. Like The Shade Room picked it up. Entertainment Tonight picked it up. Like all this stuff picked it up. And I remember like I got, I think I got like 100,000 followers that day or something.
0: like do you have anybody offer you like uh to post things
2: for money yeah yeah all the time but i'm pretty like picky about that stuff i don't want to align myself with brands that i don't like what's the most money you've been offered to post i mean so we do booking we do club bookings like that's what i'll do so me and my co-star will go to a club and they'll pay us like you know 20 grand and we'll just literally go to like a club and party for an hour 20 grand for you to just hang out at a club ryan
0: are you hearing this nobody asked me to come to a
2: club for 20 grand (laughs) it's just our show like that's our like they'll they'll come out and see us because people are so it's like hip-hop culture this and that like and you get mobbed in there it's insane i've I've never they give you a table in the back we have armed security guards with us at all times like it's crazy so that's like what what i'll do like for extra money like i won't put the stuff posting on instagram i'm like i just i could care
0: what about, about being on a show like stars do they pay you well yeah they do yeah was it good pay right away or did you have to negotiate for that
2: um they i probably
0: tried to take advantage of you in the beginning.
2: they did but i knew um i knew how i was already written in the storyline so i was like i'm gonna stand that firm. was the mistake they made yeah i'm gonna stand firm jesus yeah
0: who else do you know for the podcast <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know me. If you ever text me, like I will, I will. You know everybody because so that's... you're a likable, good guy. So that's how I got hooked up with you. have Hooked me with up, Theo. Yeah, of course. I I forgot who who we've had on on inside of you, but that's how I got hooked up with Theo because I was in Mississippi filming Ma, and um. One of the PAs, I was in my dressing room listening to this past weekend, and at this point, it was six months before you even came on. Right. So no one was listening to it. I think he had like twenty or 30,000 listeners. He had like 40,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah. So it was very, very, very small show. So the PA who came to my dressing room was like, were you just listening to Theo Vaughn? And I was like, yeah. So it was like a niche thing. And he's like, I know him. And I was like, oh, really? Like, I'm a big fan of him. I'd seen him at the comedy store a bunch of times. I was like, hook me up with him um, when I get back to LA. He's like, no problem. So I went back to L.A. I shot this movie. I had enough money in my pocket where I didn't need to work a restaurant job anymore. And he um, that's when I started working with Theo and booking and doing this and that. So I was acting and filming stuff while I was working with Theo. Did you like working with Theo? I, I, he's one of my best friends in the entire world. I love him. He's the funniest person. I he ever really is hysterical. He's like, got
0: such a unique – there's very few comedians that are so unique. They're in their own little place yeah. that he just he – just, it's off the cuff it's just like innately part of him the things he says the things he does he just shares them with the world the things that he thinks about yeah Yeah. but he is pretty insane
2: he um that was like even in real life when you talk to him because you meet a lot of comedians that are really funny on stage and they're just like like sebastian's a good example i've had tons of conversations with sebastian maniscalco he's just not that guy to try and you know riff in in person he's very normal but on stage he's a murderer right theo's a murderer on stage he's funnier off stage when he can say stuff that he can't say on stage right. Like, oh my god like stuff that you would not believe I'm like this guy's insane he's so funny he's insane yeah have you
0: seen him just uh destroy it in front of thousands of people yeah i
2: went on tour with him uh, a couple months ago before i started filming and yeah i was on the god mike i was like Theo, like we just have really I, anytime theo's has a show anywhere near i am i'll fly out and go see him like we just have such a good relationship that's I, great i really i have a lot of love for him i'm gonna go see him on saturday he's said that netflix is a joke festival oh really before. yeah
0: so what's next you're just doing the show
2: yeah so i got maybe three more months in new york doing the show um i am doing like a lot of my own producing for television shows and um and films that I, i'm getting going and i just started a, a power after show podcast with my um co-star Michael Rainey jr which our first episode came out yesterday and we're second on the charts right now for podcasts so what yeah Pretty crazy. We're second for TV and film, and I think top 100 in the world. Wait, right what's it called? It's called the Crew Has It with Michael Rainey Jr. and Gianni Paolo. And we just take all the shows because it's such a big universe. So we're gonna take all the actors from all the shows, have them come in. We'll talk about episodes, this and that. There's so many shows, so it's like why not have a little hub for That's it?
0: That's the way to do it. Yeah, They're doing it with a lot of shows now. Yep. Kind of rewatch shows.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's what we're doing. So uh. it killed it yesterday. So I'm I'm super excited. Like I'm just. I just love doing this.
0: I love it. You got such a great, you know, your personality, your energy. It's there's no wonder why you have so much success and you deserve it, man. Thank you. I love seeing good people do good things and, and do things that make them happy. Yeah. So, hey, dude, thanks for allowing me to be inside of you today. Of
2: course, This man. has
0: been a real treat. Are you going to
2: get inside of me after you got inside of me after this? Gonna, well, whatever you want. Whatever you <laughs> want, buddy.
0: <laughs> we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Dude, thanks so much, Thanks, man. Mike. I appreciate it. All right, dude. It's awesome. I'm jealous. I am, je- too. I am, I am, too. I am. I'm jealous of him. <laughs> I am, too. I'm jealous that he's so good looking. And he's talented, and he's so happy.
1: Yeah,
0: I want to be that happy. Don't we all want to be that happy? And sometimes we hate happy people, but that's wrong. No, you should look at that and go, good for them. Yeah, and of course, I don't hate Gianni. I I I love that he's happy, and I and I I root for people, and I root for a guy like him because he's got a great heart, and um, I really mean that, and I I want everybody to be happy, but also I think it's just that you're envious that we God I want to feel that what you're ever you're feeling i want to hang out with you i want to Mm -hmm. you know i want to dress like you (laughs) i drive in your fancy car i I just love the guy hey man gianni you're a good dude man i thank you for uh being on the show on the podcast uh check out all his stuff um i think you'll uh you'll enjoy it what else we got here we got talkville the big podcast tomorrow Mm -hmm. talkville exciting stuff smallville rewatch podcast tomorrow guys make sure you tune in subscribe Become a patron if you want. It's going to be a ride. It's a lot of work on this end, but we're having fun. Ryan, you having a good time on I'm it? I'm having a good time. Yeah. It's uh
1: I'm
0: watching it for the first time. I know. It's cool to see your mm-hmm. perspective on things. It really uh, is cool. I um it's actually cool to see my perspective on things like now after not seeing the show for so many years. Yeah. And I hadn't seen a lot of episodes. So I mm-hmm. when I'm watching these episodes, I have no clue what's going to happen. I'm just like you, except I'm in them. And I'm, I'm at times going, oh, my gosh, why did you make that choice?
1: How's Clark going to get out of this one?
0: I wonder if he will. I wonder. The show will be over <laughs> if he doesn't get out of it. Um. Anyway, Talkville tomorrow. So tell me what you think. And there's also a hotline you can call and um, leave messages. Make sure they're short with your questions, and we'll try to get you on the air, but we can only afford to put on a couple on without... Unless you are just fantastic questions. Unless you just ask something that no one's ever
1: asked before.
0: Like, Michael, what's the size of your suit that Lex wore? That would be a boring question.
1: What was the size of your suit?
0: Mm, I don't know. Probably a 40 long. Mm. 42 long.
1: Mm. That mm. is boring, you're right. It's
0: very boring. <laughs> See how long we got? Oh. We won't be talking about that on Smallville Talkville. Um, hey, guys, if you want to become a patron and support Inside of You podcast, please do. And I will message you right after you do. That's patreon.com slash inside of you. We've got uh, great, great, fantastic merch. Just check out the merch on the Inside of You online store. Smallville stuff, Inside of You stuff, everything you can dream for. We're running out of, I think, lunch boxes. I think we only have two lunch boxes left, signed by me and Tom Welling. Some scripts, Lexmas scripts that I sign, uh, Funko Pops, which are going out like, with what, 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 it goes out like, they're, they're selling Hot like cakes. hotcakes. That's what they're doing, the kids. <laughs> they're selling like hotcakes. hotcakes. <laughs> Good Lord almighty. Ryan is taken off. He'll be gone for a couple of weeks, but uh, he'll be back, and uh, uh, there might just be an episode without Ryan.
1: You won't know, or will you?
0: You might know. You In the might future. Know. Next week, you'll know. All right. If Ryan's not on that episode, mm. chances are.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He wasn't here. <laughs> he wasn't here. Uh, that's it. That's all I have today. Um, I wish you all a wonderful week. Thanks for supporting the podcast. Um, before we do that, I think I need to read some names, don't I? Oh, you should. Yeah. These are the names. These are the top tier patrons. Mm-hmm. Go to patreon.com slash inside of you. Get their names shouted out every episode. Nancy, D, Leah, S, Sarah, V, Little, Lisa, Yukiko, Jill, E, Brian, H, Nico, P, Robert, B. Jason. W. Kristen. K. K. Raj. C. Joshua. D. CJ. P. Jennifer. N. Stacy. L. Jamal. F. Janelle. B. Kimberly. E. Mike. E. Eldon. Supremo. 99. R. Mira. Santiago. M. Chad. D. W. Correct. Leanne. P. Janine. R. Maya. P. Maddie. S. Belinda. N. Chris. H. Dave. H. Sheila. G. Brad. D. Ray. H. Tabitha. T. Tom. N. Liliana. A. Talia. T. C. M. Fuck. Betsy. <laughs> D. Chad. Uh. D. Just remember, Chad L. Andra. Mira. No, uh, Rochelle. Chad, Rochelle. L. Rochelle. Uh, Chad L. And Rochelle.
1: Chad L. And Rochelle.
0: Marion. Meg. C. K. K Trav L Dan N Big Stevie W and Ange Angel M. Correct Rhiannon. C Corey F K Corey K. Corey K. K. Let's think of something you remember that. Corey K. Corey, Corey. can do it any way she wants. <laughs> or he can with, do it, with it. a K. Super Sam. Dev. Nexon. Michelle. K A A. Just remember, Michelle, A, not K. Jeremy. I don't know. R. C. Uh, Andy. F. T. Cody.
1: See, we're, we're in the realm. I don't know.
0: Cody R. Cody R. Cody R. Cody R. Cody R. Gavin. Nader. David. C. John. Heater.
1: <laughs> I don't know what that B, is. B. John B.
0: B Brandy.
1: L D Brandy. D Brandy, just remember D. Brandy,
0: Brandy D, Brandy D. yeah,
1: for Camille S,
0: correct, the C Joey
1: Fatone M,
0: correct, Willie Nelson. How about Willie Felson? <laughs>
1: Willie Felson,
0: <laughs> will that help you? Yeah, David and Goliath H, or David
1: H, David H.
0: Just remember, David Hyde Pierce. H. David H. All right. Do you hear that? I hear I Design. I don't know. OTG. I don't know. OTG. Eugene. Levy. And. Leah. Chris. Remember Chris Pratt or Chris. Chris Pine. P. Chris P. Nikki. Remember Glazer. Nikki, Nikki G. G. Corey. Just Corey. Not Corey. <laughs> Katie B. Remember Katie Barry instead of Katie Perry? Will that help you? <laughs> sure. Nicole, Patricia, Heather L. Remember Heather Lockyer? Lear. Lear yeah. Is it Lock Lear? Lear. Yeah. Jake B. Remember Jake Busey? That's no, easy. But all right. James B. Maybe James Bunn instead of James yeah. Gunn. All right. Bobbit. Sure. Megan T. Uh huh. Megan drinks tea. Megan uh-huh. T. Uh, Mel S. Orlando C, Orlando Klum, <laughs> John B, Yutch, Caroline R, Robbie, just Robbie, uh-huh. Paul C, Christine S, Sarah S, Eric H, Spring, Jennifer R, Shane R, Emma R, Mark M, Jeremy V, Andrew M, Robert G, Zatoichi 77, Andreas N, Alexandra and Chris R. Those are the top tiers. Ryan, you did a spectacular job. There are today. a
1: lot more. Are there more? Yeah. There's a lot of names that I, I do not recognize.
0: Yeah. Well, there's some good names, some good newbies. Thank good you for names. joining Patreon. I appreciate it. If you want to join Patreon, go to patreon.com/slash inside of you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for allowing me to be inside of all of you today. It means a ton. I went to Australia and I couldn't believe the amount of love that was given to this podcast and how it helps so many people. And it gives me purpose. So you give me purpose. Thanks for sticking with me and, and putting up with me and all my little idiosyncrasies and and, and uh, faults and everything else. Um, thank you. Thank you. From the Hollywood Hills in California, I am Michael Rosenbaum. I'm
1: Rod Tays.
0: And uh, we love you. Be good to yourself. Thank you for allowing me to be inside of each and every one of you. And until next week, um, much love to you. Be good to yourself.